0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. There are quite a lot of stories this week to talk about. I think we're going to talk about, first and foremost, the announcement of Marktoberfest 3. Marktoberfest 3 will take place November 6th and 7th, which is a little less than four weeks from now as I record this. Here's what we know so far. It's going to be held the main day's festivities, the Saturday, November 6th festivities, at the Doubletree Hotel in Westlake, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. The main tournament is going to be a create a competitor tournament. Spots are available now for purchase. Tickets are available for purchase on Supershowthegame.com. If you go to the events section on Supershowthegame.com, it's a subsection of the shop section. So shop, events, it is listed. $30 per ticket. These were released in waves. So when these first came out, there were only so many released. And then they released a second wave. I believe there are still tickets now. I'm looking at the website as I record this. It's showing five left in stock as I record. However, because they've been releasing this in waves, I would not at all be shocked if when these five sell, they put another wave out. I'm not sure why they decided to do it in waves, but they've decided to do it in waves for Marktoberfest 3. To reiterate, the main tournament taking place on Saturday, November 6th, is going to be a Create Competitor tournament. I'm assuming there are going to be other things running during this time. The conference room at the Doubletree Hotel is booked... Or rather, is available from 8 a.m. on the 6th to 2 a.m. on the 7th. So, unlike past events at recess games, there's not going to be a push to get everything done before the store closes. The event venue will be available late into the evening, early into the next day, actually. Outside of the main tournament, we don't really know anything about the event. We don't know what time the main tournament starts. We don't know if there's going to be um, deck lists required. We don't know if there's going to be anything banned. Nothing about that has been announced yet. The details have not been put out. We do know that there are going to be three sign-up promos for attending. What those are, we also don't know. We just know there's going to be sign-up promos, and that the event ticket gets you into the main tournament, and it gets you into the venue, which is the Doubletree conference room. There might be minor events that require some purchases, maybe some sealed payoff pack tournaments. We really don't know. All that's been announced so far is the main festivities at the Doubletree Hotel November 6th. They're also looking at November 7th doing something at Recess Games. Again, no details on that other than just that's something they're looking at. All I can tell you is the plan is for November 6th at the Doubletree in Westlake, Ohio. November 7th, possibly at Recess Games. Definitely a creative competitor tournament. No other details. Three sign-up promos, $30 per ticket. Tickets are being released in waves. As I'm recording this, five left on the website, supershowthegame.com. But I would not be surprised if when those five go a new wave of tickets gets released. While nothing's been mentioned as far as featured matches, there are a lot of possibilities for featured matches at Marktoberfest 3. Going off top of my head, we have the current Tornado Tag Team Champion, Brad Iyer is based out of the Cleveland, Northeast Ohio area. So we could see an offense of that belt at Marktoberfest 3. Funtime Bob is the current Intergalactic Champion. He is based out of that area. We could see him defending his championship. The current Hardcore Champion is Jeff McPeak. He's traveled to Marktoberfests before. We could see him, perhaps, travel up there and defend. Kirk Polka, the current World Heavyweight Champion, has also, on multiple occasions, traveled to Cleveland for events. We could see the World Heavyweight Championship defended there. The Tag Team Championships, currently held by the Dangerous Alliance. Chris Payton, Sean Lowe, both Michigan players, they've been to many Cleveland events before. We could see that belt defended there. Bob Dunn, the current Underworld champion, is scheduled to be at Marktoberfest 3, so we could see that belt defended. There could be a lot of championships on the line at Marktoberfest 3. Again, nothing has been announced. We'll just have to see. Speaking of championships that could be on the line, the current Midwest Coast champion, the trash man, Neil Nealon, obviously based out of the Cleveland area, expected to be there. He has announced the next challenger for the Midwest Coast Championship. The other Steve, Steve Korniak, will be the next person to get a shot at the Midwest Coast Championship. It is apparently tradition For the Midwest Coast champion to choose the first opponent that they will defend against. And Neil Nealon has chosen the other Steve. That match could happen at Marktoberfest. It might happen sooner. Perhaps online. Perhaps at another venue. But that's another match that could be happening at Marktoberfest 3, November 6th through 7th. Speaking of upcoming events, we're two weeks away from the Super Show Fall Brawl at Highlander Games in Ubuntu, New Jersey. The tickets are still on sale on Supershowthegame.com. Same location as the tickets for Marktoberfest. There are three options, because in conjunction with this Super Show event, there is also a wrestling event hosted by IWA. If you want to go to Super Show's event alone, there's a ticket for that. It is $35 to go to that alone. If you want to go to the wrestling event alone, it is $25. If you want to go to both, it is 50 As far as I know, all three of those options are still available. There will be the event at Highlander Games the 23rd of October, starting at 11 a.m., The Fall Brawl to create a competitor tournament. There will be extra prizes. And then afterwards, there will be the IWA Wrestling Show. It's going to be at the Boonton Elks Lodge. This Super Show Fall Brawl is held at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. I expect a lot of the East Coast players will be headed out to this. They got a good turnout last time for Super Show August Rush. So I'm expecting Super Show Fall Brawl to do just as well. The final bit of news I have about an upcoming event, in-person event, concerns PAX Unplugged. If you've been following the news about PAX Unplugged, Super Show, the game, is planning on being there. SRG Universe is planning on being there. In addition to the events and sales booth they're going to be running at the convention, I believe it's Saturday night, the weekend of PAX Unplugged. They're going to be sponsoring a wrestling event with Deep South Wrestling which is one of the bigger promotions on, I believe it's IWTV, one of the big like uh, internet wrestling channels. They're one of the biggest uh, promotions on that. They're doing an event in conjunction with SRG Universe, a wrestling show. There's going to be a box set released at PAX Unplugged featuring the wrestlers from Deep South Wrestling. And there's going to be an autograph opportunity as well that night. Pax Unplugged has announced that attendees must provide proof of vaccination, full vaccination. So you have to have proof that you've had your single dose if you're taking the single dose vaccine, multiple doses if you're taking the multiple dose vaccines. And I believe usually there's like a 14-day period after vaccination to be considered fully vaccinated. So you have to provide paper proof documentation that you have been vaccinated to go. I don't know how that's going to affect things. I know from what I understand that affected Lexicon earlier this year. I don't know if that's going to affect PAX Unplugged, but that is something PAX Unplugged has announced. We'll just have to wait and see what happens there. But that's the news on all the in-person events happening over the next couple months. One more thing before I move on to the next story. regarding. Marktoberfest 3, I have not looked into this personally, but I have heard that the venue where the uh, tournament will be taking place, the Doubletree by Hilton in Westlake, Ohio, is booked up for the dates of Marktoberfest 3. There are nearby hotels, but I've heard that's booked up. I haven't checked into this myself, but it's something you might want to look to if you're planning on staying overnight if you're going to be there on the night of the 6th to stay for the 7th maybe if you're going to stay till the 8th and leave on Monday I don't know what your plans are but check hotel availability the sooner the better especially if you're planning on staying overnight I hope they put out the event schedule soon to give people a better idea of what makes the most sense for them right now though I've given you all the information that I have Since I brought up the Midwest Coast Championship a little bit earlier, I think now is the time to talk about this. The three general managers for the Midwest Coast, Colin Simon, Gary Schneider, and the Director of Operations, David Marisak, have gotten together and decided to introduce Midwest Coast Tag Team Championships. They're going to host a tag team tournament to crown the first ever, the inaugural champions for the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship. It's going to be a single elimination tournament. If you want to sign up, you need to send an email to rbwfederation at gmail.com. The email needs to have the name of you and your partner and the two competitors you're both going to be playing. I'm assuming you'll need to put your name, who you're playing, your partner's name, who your partner is playing. I assume that's what they want in the email. I'm not seeing anything else listed on the posting about what you need to have in the email. Again, that's going to rbwfederation at gmail.com. There are some competitors that cannot be played. Anybody that was affected by the 2020 vision ruling, so things like Immortal Warrior, Vic the Brick, the original versions of those, Arrow Lipstick, I'm also seeing X-Royce, The Brain, Combat Chris, Johnny Eldorado, Matt Nealon, Funtime Bob, Kenta, El Phantasmo, and Vanilla Gorilla are all not available to be chosen. Ikuzo class cards and skill cards are also not available for this tournament. Looks like every other Ikuzo card is available, including the competitors, just the skill cards and the class cards. If you want to be in this tournament, you have to have registered by next Friday, which is October 15th, 3 p.m. Eastern. That is the latest you can send in your email. Once that's sent, once that deadline is closed, Dave Marisak is going to be the GM running this. He will post the pairings. You can play in person. You can play online. Again, it is a single elimination tournament. That's where we are right now with the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championships. The next thing I'll talk about is we've had updates to both the Cookies Fortune ongoing tournaments and the Faction Wars. I think we'll start with Faction Wars. The main phase of Faction Wars 3 has concluded. Of the 20 teams in Phase 0, 12 have advanced. They are guaranteed to go on to Phase 1. Those 12 are Impact, New Wheeled Order, Sorry, We're Late, We Were Drank, Search and Destroy, Dangerous World Order, Brony Coven, Paradise, The Armada, Mew World Order, Sinfully Sweet, Cuddle Commandos, and The Line. The remaining 8 teams must play off. Those remaining eight teams are the Higher Class, Sovereign Ground, Freak Show, El Jur's Sucio, Crime Wave, the Jog Squad, Firing Squad, and Go to Sleep. The matchups will be the Higher Class versus Go to Sleep, Sovereign Ground versus Firing Squad, Freak Show versus the Jog Squad, and El Jur's Sucio versus the Crime Wave. Here's how those teams are going to face off. Each 10 skill will face off against the other 10 skill in two out of three falls. So the power player will face the power player, the tech player face the tech player, meaning if you have a power 10 competitor player, will face the power 10 competitor player, so on and so forth. Two out of three fall matches. Each win's worth a point. If you sweep, if one team wins two, the first two falls, the losing team gets negative one points. They lose a point for their team. All the single matches will be played like this except for the captain's single matches. Those matches will also be two out of three falls, but they'll have the following stipulations. Steel cage for the first fall ring of fire for the second fall, and if the third fall is needed, a ladder matches for the third fall. The point structure is also different here. For the captain's matches, each win is worth two points, and then if there's a sweep, it will be minus two to the losing team. So I'm assuming what's going to happen is you'll have the six, ten skills face off, and then the captains with their different skills will face off. That's what it looks like is going to happen. The Tornado Tags and the Trios will also play off. One fall matches worth two points for a win. No penalties for a loss. That's going to be the structure for each of these play-in matches, playoff matches. The teams are going to be able to change their decks. The bottom eight teams, the playoff teams, teams are going to have to play off for the last spots in the top 16 to go into Phase 1. They have until the 14th of October to put in their deck lists. Once the deck lists are sent in, the players will have from October 15th to October 31st to get those matches played. The reporting will be due on October 31st, Halloween. That's what's going on right now in Phase 0. Once this is completed, and they have a top 16, Phase 1 will begin. I'm somewhat surprised they're letting teams change their decks because this is still technically Phase 0, but they are. That's where we are right now, Factor Wars, Phase 1. Of course, the play-in teams will end up facing off against the top 4 teams. Everybody in the top 12 outside of the top 4 teams knows their matches going into phase one so that may give them a little bit of an advantage because they know who they're going to be facing the top four teams impact new will order sorry we're late we were drank and search and destroy all those teams are waiting on the playoff matches to find out who they'll be playing in phase one of factory this also let me mention this honorable mention impact who entered phase zero with a Negative one score, a penalty from the draft. Ended up scoring 39 points to have 38 points in Phase 0 and lead Phase 0. Very impressive showing for them. That's where we are with Faction Wars 3. We also have news about the Cookies Fortune Tournament. This is the tournament to determine the last player in the triad match for a cookies fortune. The other two players in the triad match were determined by the World Championship tournaments at Gen Con and Origins. Those players are Yasmin from Gen Con and Jeremy Steigerwald from Origins. There have been two updates to this since I last reported. First, we have the top eight. The top eight in the tournament were. And I'm going to read these in matchup order. The first matchup, Vicious Nick Vandal versus Loudmouth Leo Larynx. The second matchup, Hold the Line Harry versus Mac Attack. The third matchup, the Harm City Hitman versus the Jogger of the Year. That's Andrew Mackey versus Andrew Treving. And the final matchup, James Booker versus Jokerfish. Now in this round, the, all of the matches were two out of three falls. The first stipulation would be chosen by the first person listed in each matchup. The second stipulation would be chosen by the second person listed in each matchup. And the third stipulation, if necessary, would be a main event. The players couldn't choose any stipulation. There was a list they had to choose from. The list was Steel Cage, Steel Chain, Liger's Den, Ladder, Psycho Circus, Ring of Fire, and Tables. Both players could choose the same stipulation. So, in match one, for example, if Vicious Nick Vandal chose Steel Cage for the first match, Loudmouth Leo could also choose Steel Cage for the second match. One choice didn't eliminate that choice for the other player. That round has already concluded. We're on to the top four. Here are the top four in the Cookies Fortune Tournament. I'm going to give these in match order. So the first two are the first match, the semifinal match. Those next two are the other semifinal match. James Booker versus Vicious Nick Vandal. And Hold the Line Harry versus the Jogger of the Year, a.k.a. Andrew Trent. These are also two out of three falls. There is a stipulation for each fall in these two matches for both matches the first fall will be steel cage the second fall will be beast unchained and the third fall if necessary will be a tables match this round is going on right now i don't know any updates this was updated saturday around noon eastern so i'm assuming these matches haven't taken place yet maybe they have i have not seen an update but we're in the semi-final round of the Cookies Fortune Tournament. Very close to the end of that tournament. Outside of the updates to these uh, Faction Wars and Cookies Fortune Tournaments, that's pretty much going to do it for the news for this week outside of online tournaments. A couple of odds and ends. First, for people who play in the online leagues, The Season 8 sign-up period starts October 11th. That's Monday, tomorrow as I'm recording this. You sign up through the SRG Discord server. I'm sure the link is in the SRG Super Show Discussion Group on Facebook. If not, I'm sure if you ask, somebody can direct you. There's going to be four divisions, and there are four general managers for each division. For the Tornado Tag Division, Bob Dunn is the general manager. For the heavyweight division, Chris Pagillo is the general manager. For the trios division, Brian Schmidt is the general manager. And for the tag team, Jeffrey Fox is the general manager. There's going to be eight weeks of league play, four weeks of tag team, and then I'm assuming they'll have whatever these finals are. That's what I'm seeing right now. Again, if you want to sign up, If you're not on the discussion group or Discord server, I would reach out to one of those four GMs to get put on the Discord server so you can be in the league. And then I think the other things I'm going to mention are, I mentioned on last week's show, I'm going to do a show about Ikuzo Super Show that's still in the works. Look for that coming soon. I have an update on the CCC show. I have finalized the panel members for the show. I just need to work out the scheduling, but that is coming along. Speaking of the CCC, 2021 CCC sign-up period, as far as I know, sign-ups still open up Halloween, October 31st. That's three weeks from today as I'm recording this. Haven't seen anything posted anywhere, but last thing I heard, Halloween is the opening date to sign-up. For the Trade a Competitor competition. And with that, let's talk about the tournaments online from this past week. We will start, like we always do, with the Proving Ground tournament. Monday nights, Proving Ground tournament. I believe in this tournament, all of the matches were special guest referee matches with the special guest referee's King Hyena. The finals, instead of being two singles, in a semifinal to a single in the final. These ended up being a four-way TLC Elimination Chamber match. So, TLC Stipulation, Fatal Four-Way, Elimination. The top four, which I'm going to assume this is Order of Elimination, were in fourth place, playing as Johnny Gargano, Paul Trejo. In third place, playing as Baby Brick, the Harm City Hitman, Andrew Meckie. In second place, playing is Brett the Metalhead, the cannoli, Anthony Perry. And the winner, playing is Night Terror, Ken Fouché. Ken Fouché wins the Monday Night Proving Ground Tournament. The next Proving Ground Tournament for next Monday night, which is tomorrow as I record this, the stipulation is a through-the-looking-glass stipulation. It's kind of a new, invented stipulation for this. From what I understand, I'm going to read this off and try and explain as best I can. It looks like the stipulation will only be active during the finals. The rest of the tournament is a normal, no stipulation, singles match tournament. In the finals, each player at the start of the match will secretly set a card face down. That card can be a strike, grapple, or submission. During the match, if the opponent hits a finish you reveal your hidden card. If it matches the finish type of the hidden card, if the move types match, the finish roll happens normally. If it does not, the card text occurs and remains in play. I'm assuming that means the finish card text occurs and remains in play. I could be wrong. It's a little bit of... Again, this isn't solidified. This is sort of an experimental thing they're doing. We'll just have to see how it works out. We will find out tomorrow as I record this. That is Monday night. Thursday night, we have, once again, Chibi's Thursday night fights. There were 24 players in this week's tournament. There were four groups of six, each player playing The other five members in his group, the top two from each group, advanced. The stipulations in the top cut were, in the quarterfinal round, all the matches were Liger's Den matches. In the semifinal round, they were all ladder matches. And in the finals, as well as the third place match, the stipulation used was the Ring of Fire stipulation. In fourth place, playing as King, Grumpy Thunder Jr., The Cannoli, Anthony Perry. In third place, playing as Jacob Fatu, Alec Ventresca. The finalists were Ricardo Rodriguez, playing as Kenny Omega, and Ken Fouché, playing as Hallow King, the winner. Ken Fouché as Hallow King. Ken Fouché wins his second event online this week. Congratulations to him for winning both events. Saturday, We have the Poland's Prince Memorial Tournament, the first memorial tournament. Give you a little background on this tournament. This tournament was created by Michael Prestars. Michael Prestars created the competitor set, Poland's Prince, in honor of his late father, who passed away in 2019 from cancer. This was sort of his tribute to him, that competitor set, as well as this tournament in the actual tournament itself. Unfortunately, turnout was not what they'd hoped. Only six people turned out. I don't think this will happen in later years like this. This is an unusual year because Origins was the week before. Normally, Origins is in June and Gen Con is in August. This was unusual for both of them to be in September within two weeks of each other. Because of the small turnout, this ended up being a round robin tournament. So each player played the other, and then based on the records, they cut to a top four. The top four ended up being Jeff McPeak using Pretty Boy Snow, the big guy using Poland's Prince, Chris Pate using X-Royce, and Jeffrey Fox using Dan House. Both Chris Pate and Jeff McPeak were formed one after the round robin. Jeffrey Fox and the big guy were both three and two. The semifinal round ended up being a lumberjack match. Both matches ended at Crowd Meter 2 with a finish roll of a 10. The finalists ended up being, therefore, Jeffrey Fox with Danhausen and Chris Payton with X-Royce. It was a main event finals at Crowdmeter 1. Chris Pate hits the finish, rolls an 11. Jeffrey Fox had to roll Grapple to break out and unfortunately did not. So Chris Pate wins the first annual Poland's Prince Memorial Tournament put on by Michael Prestars. Congratulations to Chris Pate. Congratulations to Michael Prestars for putting on that tournament. I know turnout wasn't what you had hoped, but it's still great to see you put on the tournament like that in tribute to you, Father. As far as next week goes, as far as upcoming tournaments, I mentioned the Proving Ground tournament tomorrow. It's not available on the website last I looked. I expect that to come out sometime Monday on supershowthegame.com. I expect Dojo Tuesday. I expect a Thursday night tournament. I don't know what that's going to be yet. And we could see something this weekend. Look for online play opportunities throughout the week. That's all going on. Outside of that, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.